With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you've been on Facebook recently, you have either read posts asking 2016 to end or at the very least stop killing celebrities, or ones reminding us that celebrities did die before 2016 and will most likely die in 2017 as well. Though this is true, it's hard to look back on the year that was and not shake your head at the number of notable folks who have shed loose this mortal coil. So, as we head into 2017, I am dedicating this year-end episode of Another Damn Trivia Show to those who have passed in 2016. Now, for the last time this year, please, play my theme song. Are you aware how fruits grow? What do you call that tough shell on your toe? These are some things you should probably know. Another Damn Trivia Show. There's a pretty famous quote by Dr. Seuss that says, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Now, whether you like this quote or not, it is sort of with this sentiment that I created this show. I could have looked back at all the amazing things that have happened in 2016, and there were plenty of them, instead of focusing on people who've passed away. And I don't consider this to be negative. I'm more looking at it as a way to honor those that have gone and the contributions they've made to this world. So, let's get to the questions. Here we go. His song, 1999, was the most requested song of December 31st, 1999. Question 2. This man is described as a Canadian singer, songwriter, musician, poet, novelist, and painter. He was inducted into both the Canadian Music Hall of Fame and the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame, as well as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was a companion of the Order of Canada as well, and damn, that voice was unique. Who was he? Question 3. As a pioneering performer, what name did Joni Lara go by in World Wrestling Entertainment? Question 4. For his extensive involvement in their original albums... This record producer, arranged and arranger, sorry, and composer was called the Fifth Beatle. Who was he? Question five. This actress went from an Academy Award winning performance as Helen Keller to a show named after her where she played identical cousins. Who was this actress? Question 6. Though undoubtedly a musical genius, it was his role as the Goblin King Jareth in the movie Labyrinth that I will remember him most for. And yes, occasionally I, I, the questions revolve around how I remember these people. Question 7. He played Chekhov in the new Star Trek reboot film series. I just recently watched the most recent one with my wife. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was weird watching him on screen and going like, well, he's no longer with us. That's, that's a bummer because he was really good in the movie. 
Uh, he's good in all three of them, so there you go. Question eight. <clears throat> Sorry, I gotta get my breath for this one. <clears throat> uh, Burhan Asif Belge, Conrad Hilton, George Sanders, Herbert Hunter, Joshua S. Cosden Jr., Jack Ryan, Michael O'Hara, Felipe de Alba, and Frederick Prince von Anhate were all married at one time or another to this classic actress. That's nine if you were keeping count. Or if you weren't keeping count and you needed me to do it for you. That was nine. Nine husbands. Mm. Question nine. Speaking of nine. This English singer was a member of the music duo Wham! Question 10. Wrestling fans would recognize this man in either his tuxedo and bowler hat as he managed Demolition, or in his kimono and Japanese flag as he managed Yokozuna. Who was he? People who don't watch wrestling at all are like, what the hell was what you just said? Most of that sounded like gobbledygook. But not, however, to be confused with the gobbledygooker. Which, again, if you don't watch wrestling, means nothing to you. If you do, you're kind of grinning a little bit, I'm hoping. So, there you go. <clears throat> Question 11. This actor had several comedy hits co-starring with Richard Pryor and was Willy Wonka long before Johnny Depp. Who was he? Question 12. He was a prime minister from 1959 to 1976 and a president from 1976 to 2008. And what country you ask? Well, that would just be giving it away. Question 13. She was a transgendered actress, a member of a famous acting family, and sang a Boy George song in the movie The Wedding Singer. Those are your three clues to this one actress. Question 14. The last acting credit for this man was playing a grandpa named Mike brought as a blind date for DJ Tanner on an episode of Fuller House, though he might be slightly more famous for playing a beloved dad on a certain 80s sitcom. Question 15. He was the star of the HBO sitcom The Larry Sanders Show. Question 16. She played one of TV's most beloved moms as the parent of three lovely daughters, all of them with hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curls. Who was this famous TV mom? Question 17. Buckle in, kids. This one gets a little long. Go Set a Watchman was a novel which was written, then reworked and altered to focus on the flashbacks, flashback as... See what I mean? Let's try that one again. Go Set a Watchman was a novel which was written, then reworked, and altered to focus on the flashback aspects and make them the main plot, and finally published with the new title, To Kill a Mockingbird. The original manuscript for Go Set a Watchman was discovered and published 55 years after To Kill a Mockingbird, the novel it was the first draft of. Who is the author of Go Set a Watchman? And, consequently, To Kill a Mockingbird. 
Question 18. My two favorite roles by this actor... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> this deserves my <clears throat> un, unsullied voice. My two favorite roles by this actor are Hans Gruber and Metatron. Who is he? And he certainly has uh, tons of notable roles. Those just happen to be my two favorites. Number 19. His birth name was Cassius Clay, but he was far better known as who? And finally, though best known as an actress, she was an accomplished author, having written several books, including Postcards from the Edge, Wishful Drinking, and The Princess Diarist. Who is she? And ladies and gentlemen, those are your 20 questions. The last 20 questions you'll get from me in 2016, featuring 20 notable people who passed in 2016. We're going to get to some shameless self-promotions, and then the answers. If you'd like to share your score, suggest a category, or be a guest brain, you can tweet at O underscore Brundage or at the real underscore ADTS. Matt would love to hear from you. Between you and me, he gets kind of lonely sometimes and would love any chatter tossed his way. Now where was I? Another damn trivia show can be found all over the internet. Check out iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Radio Fubar, or head over to the Pod Bros and the Wicked Radio Network, all great places to satisfy your podcasting needs. This concludes our public service announcement. Now on with the show. 2016 is drawing to a close, as is this episode. And that means we just need some answers and a sweet hip-hop outro, and we'll be all set. I'm going to give you those answers without rereading the questions, so hopefully you, hopefully you have uh, your answers listed either on paper or in your brain in a way that you remember. Uh, I may pause now and then uh, to comment on my thoughts on uh, these people. That's my prerogative. It's my show. All right. Question one was Prince. That was the answer to question one, Prince. Number two was Leonard Cohen. Number three was China. Uh, now, if you're a wrestling fan, as as I am, then uh, you, you I don't know what your thoughts are on China, but the reality is, she was, as I mentioned, a pioneering performer, right? Whether you liked her style in the ring or not, that's irrelevant. And whether you are focusing on her life outside of WWE, you know, that's unfortunate, because if you're a wrestling fan, you cannot deny her impact on the Attitude Era in general on DX specifically, and on women's wrestling, right? She did things that no woman had done before. If you love what we're, what we're getting right now in women's wrestling, you kind of got to give a nod to China, right? First female to be in the Royal Rumble, first female to uh, win a major title, i.e. the Intercontinental title. So, you know, she really, she made it clear that women could be on the same bar as men, and uh, yeah, so hats off, China. Major impact in wrestling. Question four was George Martin, the fifth Beatle. George Martin. Question five was Patty Duke. Uh, play the identical cousins. Question six, David Bowie. Yep. Like I said, undoubtedly a musical genius, but I'll always remember him as the Goblin King Jareth in the movie Labyrinth. Really cool movie. Based on a book, uh, Maurice Sendak, a, a kid's book, the same guy who wrote Where the Wild Things Are. Wrote uh, Outside Over There. I No. Outside Over There? Yeah, I think so. Anyway. Wrote another kid's book uh, about a girl who has to go into the goblin world to retrieve her her kidnapped little brother. Uh, that's what the labyrinth is based on. 
And I just remember, I mean, David Bowie in that movie had such presence, right? And the thing he did, the ball, where, like, the, like the crystal ball that sort of he waved over his hands. Like, I remember watching that at the time when it came out and just being like, how is he doing that? It's amazing. So, there you go, David Bowie. Uh, question seven was Anton Yelchin. Question eight, the lady with all them husbands was Zsa Gabor. Zsa Gabor, I called her a uh, classic Hollywood actress. Uh, and by that, I mean like an actress of classic Hollywood. When you think of like old time starlets, uh, she has to come to mind. Uh, so there you go. Question nine was George Michael, uh, who had obviously a massive uh, recording career after he left Wham, but I just like being able to say Wham. Uh, question 10, again, wrestling, sorry, I'm a wrestling fan and some wrestlers passed away. Uh, Harry, Mr. Fuji Fujiwara, if all you put was Mr. Fuji, that's fine. One of the, uh, back in the 80s, when uh, I was watching WWE for the first time, when I first started watching WWE, and they had the, the, this, uh, like, managers was very common, and, and they put stables together. So, you know, you had Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jimmy the Mouth the South Heart, the Doctor of Style Slick, and Mr. Fuji. Those were the four main evil managers. Right? Managers were very rarely good. And if they were good, they usually only had like one guy. Like Miss Elizabeth was good and uh, a face. and But she only managed, even even when she managed a heel, even when Macho Man Savage was a heel, she was, she was still a face, uh, it seemed. But uh, the managers that had huge stables were always, always seemed to be uh, villains, heels. So Mr. Fuji, one of the four greats of that era. In my opinion. So, there you go. Question 11. Uh, Willy Wonka before Johnny Depp was Willy Wonka was Gene Wilder. Prime Minister from 59 to 76 and President from 76 to 2008. It was of Cuba and it was Fidel Castro. Uh, Alexa Alexis Arquette is the transgender actress from the Arquette family. Uh, was in The Wedding Singer. Alan Thicke. The, uh, the beloved dad on a certain 80s sitcom, Growing Pains, obviously, playing Jason Seaver. Last credited uh, for doing the uh, the one show cameo on Fuller House. Very funny. Mike here. Very, very funny. So, Alan Thicke. Good guy. I, I assume. I don't know. I, I mean, he had it also his reality show. I chose not to mention that in the question because, yeah, it was a reality show. And there's a lot of them. But uh, his role on Growing Pains, that was... Pretty iconic, uh, pretty iconic, very iconic, and then uh, and then you had uh, you know his his uh, his role as as Mike here on on uh, Fuller, Fuller House. Sorry, uh, Gary Shandling was your answer for number fifteen. Florence Henderson was your an- answer for number sixteen. Really, seriously, when we talk about sitcom parents and we talk about moms, gotta have Florence Henderson up there. Brady Bunch, Carol Brady, man. Who didn't want Carol Brady as their mom? I mean, I liked my mom. My mom was awesome. But Carol Brady. God, she's like the perfect mom. What are you going to do? Uh, Go Set a Watchman as well as To Kill a Mockingbird were both written by Harper Lee. I find the story of that very interesting. Uh, I, when I was researching her uh, to come up with something to frame the question around, uh, something other than just, she wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, to find out sort of the history of that book uh, along with uh, Go Set a Watchman, which... When it was released, which wasn't too long ago, uh, it broke massive records of pre-orders. Like, people people love... It, it's, it's a testament to how much people loved and what a classic To Kill a Mockingbird was. 
that when a book featuring uh, by the same author featuring sort of the same characters sort of set in the same universe was was to be released uh, like my god people just like broke systems trying to get to it like like pre-order systems I believe uh, it was not since the Harry Potter the last Harry Potter book where there's many pre-orders for a novel so I think it's real interesting that she wrote uh, Ghost of a Watchman first featuring Scout like featuring those characters and the stuff that became To Kill a Mockingbird were flashbacks in that novel and and her publisher sort of just said these flashbacks are really interesting and really good and I think that should be what you flesh out to become the novel and she did that and we got To Kill a Mockingbird and but she kept the original manuscript for Ghost of a Watchman so uh, that got released like 55 years later so it's kind of neat how, how it worked in reverse anyway Harper Lee was your answer there uh, two favorite roles Hans Gruber and Metatron the great Alan Rickman other notable roles of course uh, his role in Galaxy Quest uh, I wish I could remember the name people who are big fans are, are screaming at me right now I know Sheriff of Nottingham in the Kevin Costner uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves you know Gouge your eye out with a spoon. Why a spoon, cousin? It'll hurt more. Uh, anyway, Alan Rickman was fantastic. Uh, had a host of, of amazing roles, but Hans Gruber in Die Hard was epic, and I love Dogma by Kevin Smith, and he in it was uh, great. He was comically amazing. His his dry humor and 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 uh, and, and and timing was uh, phenomenal. And uh, you got, I got to see him pull his pants down and have no junk. Completely bare. Ken doll. So, there you go. Man is man is genius. Uh, birth name, Cassius Clay. The name you know him by more is probably Muhammad Ali. And finally, uh, though best known as an actress, she's accomplished author and a huge advocate for um, mental health, uh, understanding the things behind mental health and women's roles in media and whatnot, and that was Carrie Fisher. Uh, the late, great Carrie Fisher, who played uh, Princess Leia. And I'll tell you a story about how I found out she passed away. My friend and I, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, my friend Jeff and I, uh, last year we went and saw um, the Star Wars movie. Uh, you know, you know that one, The Force Awakens. It was a little thing. I don't know if you heard of it. It was a little, it, was, it got a little bit of a blip on the media. But anyway, we went and saw that together during the Christmas holidays. Went, got a meal, and then went and saw it. Loved it. Decided when Rogue One was coming out, we were going to do the same thing. So on the 27th, we went, uh, grabbed uh, a breakfast, and then went and saw uh, Rogue One. Amazing. Loved it. Fantastic movie. I don't know if it, it has in my heart the same effect I felt when, when Luke Skywalker was hanging over the Sarlacc pit and telling Jabba, give up, this will be your last chance. And then when they try to push him in, he, he you know jumps off the diving board there, the plank, and flips up, back up, and launches the lightsaber, and he catches, ah, sorry, my little kid in me is geeking out over that, that one moment, uh, that I loved, but goddamn if Rogue One wasn't so good, such a good visual, uh, feast, and a story that was fantastic, and it, and it fed into the, into the existing universe, and the, and the original trilogy so well, and, um, it ends with a Princess Leia, Obviously, young Princess Leia, saying, you know, they gave us hope, and that and that would that theoretically leads into a new hope, which is the original Star Wars movie, uh, though Episode Four, and uh, and then I walked out of the theater. My friend and I, we liked it so much, we were literally saying, if if we didn't have to get home to our families, we'd go and buy another ticket right then and there and watch it again. 
We're out. I'm not out of the theater 30 seconds when someone says, Carrie Fisher died. And and these two guys, giant dudes, like massive bear-like men. And then me, who's not a small dude himself, and my friend Jeff, who used to be not a small dude but has like svelted down immensely, are sitting here. We don't know each other, just the, the four of us, sitting here like almost commiserating over this, this the fact that, that we just saw Rogue One and, and just now learned 30 seconds later that, that Princess Leia, the actress who played Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher had died. And, uh, and I actually felt something. I don't usually feel something when celebrities die other than like, oh, that's unfortunate for their family and their friends, obviously. And, uh, you know, if they were in the prime of their careers and, and still making the art I liked, if I happened to like them, uh, that's a bummer that we weren't going to get any more of, of that. But I always sort of think back and think, well, what they did that made me love them is still around, right? You can still go watch A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, and see Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. You can still go to the bookstores or your Kindle or whatever it is you use to read books and read her her really prolific, funny, smart writing. So that stuff all still exists, but just the fact that I, this the timing of, of learning that she passed away. Also, it came to my mind, I guess not consciously, but subconsciously, Princess Leia actually did have a, a pretty big effect on me because when I, I thought, when I started thinking about what I remembered from Princess Leia uh, as, a, as a character, the image of her uh, in Star Wars, the original in the New Hope, while just before they go down into the compactor, uh, she takes the gun and just goes out in the middle of the hall and starts blasting stormtroopers, right? And the gun's a little too big for her. And that is that is my first conscious memory of a female character not needing a guy to save her. Like, taking the gun from the guy and going out and blasting just as well as they were, as, as, the, as the men were. And that's, uh, even now I'm trying to think of, of an earlier memory of that and I can't think of one. So Princess Leia sort of was the first, my first conscious memory of sort of female empowerment in storytelling. And, and that obviously had some sort of an effect on me because I love strong female heroines. It's like my favorite. So there you go. That was a really long story. And I'm sorry you had to listen to it all. And if you zapped yourself off, turned off the, the podcast at this point, uh, I completely understand. But I felt like uh, talking about that sort of stuff. All right. So. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a fantastic 2016, minus the fact that we lost a lot of great people. And uh, hopefully we're looking forward to a fan... I'm I'm definitely looking forward to, hopefully we're going to get a uh, great 2017. I realize that the world is in a tenuous-y kind of... tenuous kind of hold-your-breath-wait-and-see kind of place right now. And uh, I'm choosing to hope that, for the most part, things will be positive. Uh, there's There's enough positive people in this world... Uh, and great people in this world to make even a bad situation uh, livable and manageable and that things will be okay. So have a fantastic 2017. Uh, Be safe and uh, always stay smart. Well, that brings us to the end of another damn trivia show. You're a tad bit wiser, a little bit smarter now. You're welcome, here you go. Just so you know, nothing wrong with being a geek. It's a flashback like Superman ain't weak. Your Batman is Bruce Wayne. That don't change, it don't hurt to have a little something extra in your brain. Remember... 
this an important lesson? There's no such thing as a stupid question. Maybe there are stupid answers, but they're a lot funnier to hear, so that don't matter. Now come on back for another damn trivia show. But before I go, I just want to say peace before we part. Until next week, have a great day, stay smart. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.